You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Online courses don't work. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And that feels like a strange claim for an online course creator to make. But if you look at the stats, that's what you might take away. And it's what I've been told time and time and time again, especially by an educator who I used to work with who was adamant that online learning and online courses just don't work. And I get it, right? Some of the stats show that 97% of people who sign up for an online course never complete it. That means just 3% of people do. And while I've done a previous episode talking about why course completion rates don't matter entirely, they can be an indicator, but they actually are not the end of the world. It is a little concerning to think that only 3% of people who sign up might actually finish your program. Even Seth Godin, the wizard of words himself, has said that he has an 80% non-completion rate. So only 20% of the people who sign up ever actually finish his course, 80% don't at all. Udemy has released some stats saying an average of 70% of students never even start a course. They purchase the program and never even take the first lesson. And that's huge. 70% of people who purchase a program never even open it. So with these things in mind, why don't online courses work? And how can we change that, right? What can we do instead? Because the truth is that online courses can work and do work, but we need to consider some of the reasons why people are saying they don't work so that we can improve those things. Let's start with that terrifying claim from Udemy. Udemy says that an average of 70% of students never start an online course. And I honestly believe this is because the process has a middle step in it. So you go online, you see this course, you go, oh my God, I want to buy this course. And you go to the sales page especially with the smaller bite-sized offers, so the $5, $10, especially with Udemy, the $9 courses, the $27 programs, right? You go and and you sign up. But with any of the platforms, this is the same thing. You sign up, so you throw your $27 at it, and then it says, cool, we've sent you enrollment details via email. What happens now is you walk away. So you step back. You might go straight to your email, but if it doesn't arrive straight away, maybe there's a lag of a couple of minutes or it's just not there waiting for you in your inbox. You look at your other emails and then you get distracted and then you go and deal with the kids and then you go and make dinner and then you've forgotten all about it. And then by the time you get back to your inbox, all your other work is waiting. So you don't do the course. And so what you do is they file those emails, that welcome email and intro email and username and password. You chuck that into a folder somewhere and then you never, ever go back. The thing with online courses is that you really have to make the most of the enthusiasm of the student who's just starting. It's one of the reasons that I love MemberVault as a course platform is because students get instant access. So once they have entered their details and their payment details and pressed purchase, they're in. They've got their username and password shown on screen. And yes, you send them a welcome email with those details too, but they're in. They don't have to log in. They don't have to go to their email to find login details. They don't have to remember to do anything. The moment they press purchase, they're in. And the wonderful thing about that is you have made the most of that momentum because they haven't had an opportunity to get distracted and step away. So they might watch the introduction video. They might watch the welcome. They might keep powering through. They might get distracted, but you know what? At least they've bloody started. Unlike Udemy's 70% of students who never start, I would be interested to see the stats with MemberVault, but I would assume it's higher. 
Sure, they might only get through lesson one, but I am assuming that far more than just 30% of people actually start the program. And that's something to consider. If you are using any sort of online platform, what is the process for students purchasing and getting into the course? And how long does that take? So they've pressed purchase, they've given you their money, then what? The longer that wait is, the longer that process is, the more steps that are involved between them pressing buy and them physically being able to get into the content, the higher the risk of them walking away and not starting. Now, this is especially for smaller programs, and I'm pretty sure that Udemy stats are skewed by the fact that there are lots of low-priced, low-entry courses on there. If you've paid $2,000 for a program, you're waiting for that email and you're logging in. If you've paid $9 for a program and then you get caught up by something else and you forget about it, you're not as worried because it's just nine bucks. So I do honestly believe that those stats are skewed by the fact that there are a lot of low priced programs on the platform, but it's something to consider with your own course. The other thing is that with online learning, it's really easy to hide. Remember those good old days when you sat in a classroom? Someone actually checked you were there. So often the teacher did a roll call and it was noticeable if you weren't sitting in your seat. Then it was noticeable if you didn't complete your work during the session. If you were faffing around on emails or on Facebook instead of writing in your workbook, that was noticeable. And if you didn't hand your homework in, that was noticeable. The teacher noticed and followed up. Now, I'm not saying you want that threat necessarily in your online course, but you need to be able to hold your students accountable. Part of the reasons that online courses don't work is because it's really easy to hide. It's really easy to just drop away and never come back, to sign up and never watch the videos, never attend the live calls, never do the homework, never hand your stuff in and just not be there. Now, following up on this one is a bit harder. If you've just got videos and they're not attending live calls, it's a bit harder to know who's actually looking at the videos. If you do have live calls, you can kind of take a roll call. You're not necessarily going to have a list of names and call out to see if they're there or not. But you, as the instructor, can have a look through that list of who's there and who's not. You can keep an eye out for the names that just never appear. Now, maybe it's a timing thing and they watch the replays and that's okay, but just be aware of who's showing up and who's not. It's the same when it comes to doing the work in the online platform or submitting the homework. Keep an eye out on who is doing the work and who isn't doing the work and just ask if they need some help. Some platforms allow you to see who hasn't logged on for a certain number of days and to even then automate an email process if that's the case. So you could have, for example, an automated email that goes out if they haven't logged in for 30 days or if they haven't completed a video that week. You can reach out and say, hey, notice you hadn't been around. Is everything okay? Do you need a hand? Are you stuck? I'm not saying you need to call them out and say, oi, you weren't there, get back. But literally just ask if everything is okay. Maybe it's a really busy week. Maybe they've got something on. Maybe one of their kids is sick. But you can ask the questions and make sure that they're doing all right. And even that in itself might be enough to encourage them back. The other thing you have to consider with online learning is that it is online. The wonderful thing about the online world and the internet is that everything is available at our fingertips. You log in and you can check your emails and your Facebooks and your Instagrams and whatever else you like to do on the internet. No judgment here. But the problem with that is that your online course is also online. This means it's very easy for students to get distracted and veer off course. Now, this is especially a problem if you're hosting videos in YouTube. Now, I have seen with some of the platforms that don't host your video in platform. So with MemberVault, for example, you need a video host. And where people don't want to pay for a video host, they use YouTube. And that's okay. But the problem with YouTube is that at the end of a video, it shows people other recommended videos they might want to watch. So what that means is your students finished watching your one course video and then they're shown all of the other things on YouTube that they enjoy. Maybe that's whatever that is. My YouTube's full of all sorts of stuff because the kids watch it too. Maybe it's blippy. 
please don't be blippy. Maybe it's Paw Patrol. Maybe it's gaming videos. Maybe it's music videos you like to watch. Maybe it's cooking videos you like to watch, whatever it might be. But when you've finished watching the course content, you're going to be shown all of these other things that are going to go, hi, come watch us instead. Come to the dark side. But it's even not just that. When students are online, it's really easy for their email to go bing and for them to get pulled away from your course content by notifications or to open a new tab and instantly get distracted by Facebook. I know I do that plenty too. There isn't a great way to stop all of that. LearnDash does have what it calls focus mode. So when students are using some of the course content on your website, it pushes them into focus mode, which hides other things like menus on the website and other bits of your website that might be distracting. But it only hides your website. It can't hide all their browser details or turn off their email for them. That's something that you have to rely on them doing. You can definitely ask your students to do it. You can recommend that they're going to get the most from their course if they close their other windows, if they turn off their notifications and if they focus, but you can't force them to. That's a choice that's up to them. Okay, so an action step, because you can't build a course by listening to me rant about courses. Online courses don't work. Well, they do, but there are reasons why sometimes they don't. And now that you know some of those reasons, what I want you to think about is what are you doing to make sure your course does work? Because if you just put videos in an online platform and hope for the best, it might not work. It probably won't work because there's so many other things that are taking your students away. There are so many things that are distracting them. So think about those things we spoke about. How easy is it to get into your course content and for them to log in? Because that's the first thing that's going to stop people coming back. Then once they're inside the program, how easy is it for them to hide? Now, you might not want to put a whole heap of effort into follow-up if you're doing a $27 tiny offer, but if you've got a big signature program, if you've got something that people are investing money in, you want them to get results. You want them to do well in your course because these are going to be your raving fans and these are going to be your future testimonials. You want these students to do well. And how can you help them do well in your course? Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.